It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Nathan Johnson. Well, welcome to the special edition of Daily Thunder, which is exciting <clears throat> on this Thanksgiving day, which may or may not be the 200th episode. We don't know for sure. But... Uh, We'll presume it's the 200th, and we'll celebrate and be thankful to for 200 or so episodes, which is a mind-boggling thought if you think about it. That's a lot of episodes. Uh, I'm the poor person who now starts listening to Daily Thunder and tries to go back and listen to all of them, that's a, that's a bit of time, you know? especially since most of these are not 20 minutes long. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, well, if you have your Bibles, uh, Ephesians chapter 5 <clears throat> And uh, on this special Thanksgiving edition, I uh, want to look at uh, Ephesians chapter 5 with you and give you a concept <clears throat> uh, and then a practically applied into our lives. Uh, it's interesting that in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul is in the practical section of his book and he's basically talking about, at least in, as he gets into chapter 5, he's talking about the difference between two, two different kingdoms. And he's setting up a, a contrast. He's talking about the kingdom of light or what he calls the kingdom of love, and over here is the kingdom of darkness, or what he's referring to as the kingdom of lust. And, and we've walked through some of this before in the past, but it's interesting as, he, as he's getting into Ephesians chapter 5, uh, he's giving the content of the kingdom itself. In other words, when you get down to the very heart of the kingdom, uh, there is this content, or there's, uh, there's this passion, uh, there's a focus in the midst of the kingdom. Uh, so in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, Paul says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And do not let sexual immorality or impurity or greed be named among you as these are not proper among saints. In other words, he's setting up a, king, a contrast of these kingdoms where he says over here there's a kingdom of love and the content of the kingdom of love is love which would make sense, right? In other words, you're going to reflect the kingdom. And then over here is the kingdom of darkness, and the content of that kingdom, what you're going to reflect in this kingdom, is darkness, or, or in this case, lust. And it's contrasted with the love idea. Now, it's interesting, as he gets into verse 4 of chapter 5, he moves from just the content of the kingdom, and he begins to talk about the conversation, or the communication of the kingdoms. And again, they're setting up a contrast. And he says in verse 4, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse joking, which are not fitting. Instead, give thanks. So again, he's setting up a contrast. And over here, he says, In the kingdom of darkness, in the kingdom of lust, there is, there is a communication. Uh, there is this thing that is being given. And what is it? It's filthiness, foolish talking, and coarse jesting or joking. He says, Do you know what the communication of the kingdom of darkness looks like? It's the twistedness of all that is good. But do you know what the communication is in the kingdom of light? Thanksgiving. Isn't that an interesting thought? Uh, so here we are on the day of Thanksgiving, at least for those in the United States. I guess it's a day of Thanksgiving regardless of where you're at. But in the United States, we have a day of celebration today. And of course, most people are going to be gathering together and you know, eating at these big banquet tables and delighting themselves in all the delicacies of of heaven, right? Praise the Lord. 
And we're going to be, you know, typically, you know, we're going to go around the circle and we're going to talk about the different things we're thankful for. Right? And we're like, oh, we're thankful for a home and we're thankful for the food and we're thankful for Jesus and we're thankful for whatever it may be. And it's interesting that regardless of whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, seems like most people in the United States are celebrating today in some manner and they are going to give thanks for something. But isn't it interesting that the language of the kingdom of heaven is always that of thanksgiving. And it's not a one day a year celebration where it's like, let's pause for one day a year and let's, oh, let's ponder what we're grateful for. That if you're in the kingdom of heaven, the natural reality, the normal communication of your life is to be communication, or sorry, is to be thanksgiving. That what should be coming out of your life on a consistent manner? Thanksgiving. What, what should you be known for? Thanksgiving. What, what should be bubbling out of your life all the time? Thanksgiving. And, and yes, as Christians, we are known by our love. But if you're known by love and you're in the kingdom of love and you have the content and the character of love, how is that going to express, express itself in your communication? Oh, it's going to come out with thanksgiving, which I think is awesome. Uh, there's another layer in this whole passage in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4. And it's, it's, that, it's this idea that what comes out of your lips is what you are promoting. Uh, it's that which you're obsessed with. Uh, it's that which your mind is pondering upon. In other words, it's interesting in the passage, and again in this contrast to the kingdoms, that if you're in the kingdom of darkness, in the kingdom of the, the twistedness, you realize, according to the passage, that which comes out of your lips is that which promotes the junk. That you're promoting the things of the world. And of course, the way that Paul uses this uh, in chapter 5, verse 4, is a filthiness, foolish talking, and coarse joking. In other words, what is, the, what is the language of those that are in the kingdom of darkness? Well, it's, it's you're talking about the things of the darkness. That makes sense, because if I'm in the content and, and the character of my heart is that of the, of the world, that which comes out of my life is the things of the world. But if I'm in the kingdom of light, in the kingdom of love, you realize that stuff over there should not be coming out of my lips. Why? Because it shouldn't be in my heart. So if I'm full of the content and the character of the kingdom of love and the kingdom of light, then that which comes out of my life should be that content and that character. And Paul says, hey, when you get down to it, that language is oh, thanksgiving. Because what should be bubbling out of your life all the time? Thanksgiving. Isn't that a great idea? And as believers, though we may celebrate this one day a year and go, woo, we get some turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and bread and pie and we keep going down the list. Mac and cheese, apparently, right? And we go down this list of all these phenomenal things that we get to eat and partake of and probably live one day in gluttony, which maybe is a bad thing. That would be a bad thing for <laughs> Not might be a bad thing, that would be a bad thing. But we justify it under this one day because, woo, it's a day of celebration. And we, we ponder for one day a year of some of the things we're grateful for. But as a believer, this should not be a one-day activity. This should be an every moment of every day kind of a thing. Uh, so look over to uh, verse 20 of Ephesians chapter 5. In verse 20, Paul expands this idea. Not only is thanksgiving the language of the kingdom, he says in verse 20, uh, he says, Give thanks always for all things, to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you are commanded to give thanks. When? Always. For what? 
Everything. Oh, so the really good things that happen in my life, I should be thankful for. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, when, when someone says something nice to you, woo, that, man, that's so, that makes you feel good. Thank you. Hey, when, when you get to eat a huge plate of stuffing and gravy and mashed potatoes and turkey and bread and pie and all the del- delectables, mac and cheese, right? All, all the delectables, right? As, as, you're, as you're participating in that, yeah, there should be Thanksgiving. So on, on the good days, there should be Thanksgiving in your life. But always, for everything, also includes the bad days and the bad stuff. That, hey, things aren't going so hot. Uh, hey, the dog just got ran over. Oops, I got a flat tire. You know, oh, I, I don't have any money in my bank account. Oh, you know, whatever the, whatever the case may be. In other words, you, you recognize that the thanksgiving is not conditional on circumstance. It's a position of heart. It's a disposition of soul. And that shouldn't make sense because, hey, if I live in the kingdom of light, in the kingdom of love, I should be so obsessed and overwhelmed by the reality of all that God has done that the only expression should be thanksgiving. That even on the worst day, when I see the worst day in light of all that God has done in my life, it should still be a cause for thanksgiving. And if I recognize God's character, and I recognize that there is truth in Romans 8.28, that he's actually going to truly work all things for the good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, if I actually recognize that he's using even all the bad stuff to, to leverage that for my betterment, that he's going to leverage that for his glory, that he's going to leverage that to sanctify me, that he's going to leverage that if I truly saw that he's taking everything and always to bring about glory for himself, you realize that I could look at the hard moments and I could look at the difficult things and I could look at the financial challenges and I could look at the family chaos or I could look at the whatever it may be and I could go, whoa, I can actually give thanks in the middle of this because I have a, I have a different perspective. Now, if I'm over here in the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of lust, you realize that I'm, I'm conditional based on how I'm feeling. Uh, it's all conditional based upon whether, I, <clears throat> whether it's a day of the year. It's condi- conditional based on circumstance. But as a believer, your thanksgiving is not to be based upon circumstance. Your thanksgiving is supposed to be based upon the reality of who he is in your life. Therefore, Paul can write, give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's amazing. If you turn over a couple pages to uh, Colossians uh, chapter 3, uh, Paul says the same thing in Colossians. He says in uh, Colossians 3.17, he says, Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So whatever you do, whether you speak or whether you have an action, Everything is to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, the word their name is not just like, uh, I'm doing it in his name. But name, again, biblically is this idea of character and nature and attitude and, and, and that kind of thing. So it's everything you do should be done out of the tenor of Jesus Christ. Right? All this is from him, through him, to him. That, that the reality of my life is to be, everything's done in his name. Everything's done in his character and in his attitude and, and his position that I'm not just working out of my strength, I'm living out of his resource through the indwelling life of Christ. But Paul says that I'm to give thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, If you look over to chapter 4, verse 2, 
he says that we are to continue in prayer and be watchful with thanksgiving. So how are we to live our life? We're to continually live in prayer and be watchful with thanksgiving. That even our watchfulness is done with thanksgiving. Uh, you don't necessarily have to turn there, but in Revelation chapter 11, it's interesting. <clears throat> it's talking about the uh, 24 elders. And it says the 24 elders who sat before, uh, this is uh, Revelation chapter 11, verse 16 and 17. But it says that the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God. Now listen to what the 24 elders are saying. This is in the heavenly realms, right? This is the reality of heaven. The 24 elders are worshiping God, and this is what they're saying. We give thanks to you, O Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. You realize that the tenor of heaven, the language of heaven, is one of consistent, continual thanksgiving. Uh, 1 Thessalonians, if you want to just flip there real quick. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, phenomenal passage. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Paul gives like a staccato series of commands. And there are these little short, boom, 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 boom. And listen to what he says, 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always! And you know what the word always means? Always. Right? In other words, there should never be a moment in your life where you're not rejoicing. Oh, so on the good days, I'm to rejoice. Yes. On the bad days, I'm to rejoice? Yes. Because you are to rejoice always. This is not conditional based on circumstance. And as we consistently talk around here, there's this idea that that incorrigibly cheerful idea that the more weight and the more pressure the world puts down upon you, it's like the trampoline thing. The more pressure puts down, the higher you're supposed to be jumping. So the more pressure you have in life, the more difficulty you have in life, hey, God's grace is actually sufficient for that. And actually, you should rejoice in your sufferings. Why? Because it puts more pressure upon you, which causes you to leap even higher, which is countercultural. It's, it's the reality of the kingdom. It's the upside-down reality, right? So Paul says you are to rejoice always. And then he says, pray without ceasing. And you know what the word without ceasing means in the Greek? Yeah, it means without ceasing. Yeah, always, right? And then he says in verse 18, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know what the will of God is in your life? That. And you are to give thanks always. Again, I think it's interesting that we live in a culture where on this day, we're going to gather together and we're going to be think thankful. Oh, we're going to force ourselves to be thankful on this day. Why? Because that's what you do on this day. Wouldn't it be interesting if we as Christians just couldn't help ourselves? And there's just something bubbled out of our life and people just said, why are you always so thankful? Because I see myself in light of the king. Hey, when I see what he has done in my life in light of eternity, how could I... How could I stop singing his praises? How, how could I not be thankful? Well, yeah, but aren't you going through hard times and circumstance and, and problems and all this? Yeah, but I'm recognizing that even in the hard stuff, even when things are difficult, even, even when all the pressures are compounding, I'm recognizing that God is going to take all of that and leverage it both for my sanctification, but he's also going to use it for his glory. 
So even when I'm, when I'm facing the flat tires and the hardships and the trials and the, the circumstance and the, the heart pains and the, the pressures of life and the whatever it may be, hey, I can still give thanks and I can still have joy and, and I, I can still have this richness that just bubbles forth out of my life. Why? Because I know who he is and I know who I am in light of who he is. Uh, one other quick thought too. It's interesting that this word thanksgiving specifically here in Thessalonians, but um, all, all the varieties have the same root. Uh, the word here in 1 Thessalonians, it's the Greek word eucharistio. And it's interesting that when you actually get into the word, it, it does mean give thanks or thanksgiving. And, and all, of course, throughout scripture, the Ephesians passage, all that stuff, the give thanks, it's some variation of that. It's eucharistio. And, and that word, it's where we get the word eucharist. Now, if you don't come from certain traditions, you may not have heard that word before. But the Eucharist is a fancy term for what we call communion. Well, what's communion? Oh, Jesus is in the upper room. He takes the, uh, the bread and, and the wine and he sets it before his disciples and he says, you know, partake and eat and drink. This is my body. This is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. And of course, a lot of us in, in the Christian tradition on uh, you know, we come to church and, you know, some people do it every week and some people do it once a month and some people do it maybe once a year. But, you know, but we gather together and as a, as a body of Christ, we remember the goodness and the greatness of our God. And we have our little wafer and we have our little cup and, you know, or, or some places, you know, you grab a chunk of bread off the, off the loaf. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> Just grab the whole thing. And, you know, and then, you know, some people dip it and some people drink it. And so so however, however the tradition is, but you realize in, in those moments of taking communion, do you, know, do you know what's taking place in communion? Thanksgiving. It's a time of remembrance. It's a time to recall the reality of all that he has done in our life. And we are to be thankful. And we're, and we're told in Corinthians that we're not to take this lightly, that we're to walk into communion with a reverence. Why? Because, hey, this is, this is a time of remembrance. This is a holy Sacrament. Hey, this is a, this is a richness. There's a something. Wouldn't it be amazing if we saw that reality every single day? Do you know why we can actually, as believers, live in all things and all ways with thanksgiving? It is because of the communion. It's because of what He has done upon the cross. It's upon our remembrance of what He has done upon the cross. It is with actually with our communion with him. It's the intimacy we have with him made available by the cross. That because of the cross, we now get to live in this rich intimacy with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And as such, when I begin to recognize that I am a child of the King, I'm an heir. I'm a son or a daughter of the King of Kings. And as such, why wouldn't I be thankful? So just as a thought for this day, what would happen if, our Thanksgiving was not based upon a day of the year because we had a whole bunch of food in front of us. What would happen if our Thanksgiving was not based upon circumstance because, hey, I'm feeling really good, so oh, I'm going to be really thankful that things are really good. I got a nap today. Woo, I'm thankful. Right? What if it wasn't that kind of stuff? What if I was just thankful because of who he is? And what if I was just thankful, not because of how I feel, what if I was just thankful because I see myself in light of who he is and all that he has done and all that he's wanting to do and accomplish? Wouldn't it be amazing 
if we as Christians were known not just by our love, and we should be known by love because we're in the kingdom of love, and he is love, and he lives inside of our life. So therefore, we should be known by that reality, by that character and that content. But what would happen if we as believers were not just known by our love, but by the fact that we were a thankful people? What if we were truly living in gratefulness all the time? And not just in our private moments with God, and you should, right? In other words, we should just have this constant praise and worship and adoration that bubbles forth out of our life because we're just constantly in thanksgiving of him. But what if we truly were the most grateful people? What if the little things that people did around us, we actually turned outward and just said, you know what, thank you for doing that. Well, what if the lady that, who's checking us out at the cash register, we were genuinely thankful? And we're just saying, hey, thank you for taking the time of your day. And I know you're getting paid, but thank you for taking time to bless me. And what if everything became a measure of gratitude because we recognize ourselves and that we truly, without God, are nothing. But with him, we have everything we need for life and for godliness. And that thankfulness and that gratitude should bubble forth out of everything, every single day, not just one day a year. I want to live that way. And truth be told, I, I don't think we can do this in and of our own selves. I, I don't think we can muster up the strength to say, I'm going to be thankful every day and grit our teeth and try to pull this thing off. I think this has to be supernatural. Because I think in and of ourselves, in our own flesh, we, we, we are wishy-washy in the sense of we, we're dependent upon emotions, we're dependent upon circumstance, we're dependent upon how we feel, we're dependent upon how much sleep we got, we're dependent upon... So the only way this is ever going to come about in my life, I'm just speaking for myself, the only way I'm going to rejoice always and pray without ceasing and in everything giving thanks, the, the only way that Thanksgiving is going to be the normal communication out of my lips is I'm going to have to have him... Do something in my life. He's going to have to change my perspective. He's going to have to change some aspects of my, of my life practically so that just the normal disposition that comes out is Thanksgiving. That just means I need him. So on this Thanksgiving day, may we be thankful, but not because it's Thanksgiving day. May we be thankful because we are believers. May we be thankful because of who he is. May we be thankful for all that he is doing and accomplishing in and through us. For this is all from him and through him and to him for his glory, his praise, and his renown. But let us be a people of thanksgiving. Well, let's pray. Oh Lord, we are thankful for you. We are thankful for your life. For the abundant life that we have in you. And Lord, I don't want Thanksgiving in my life to be something that just happens once a year. Lord, I don't want to just have a gratitude journal that I open up every morning and mark something down of something I'm grateful for and then live the rest of my life without Thanksgiving. Lord, what would it look like in everything, in all, at all times, in all ways, my life was one of rejoicing, one of gratitude, one of Thanksgiving. What if Thanksgiving was less about a meal and more about you? Lord, what if, what if Thanksgiving really was a recognition of, of communion, of the reality of your death and of your life, the fact that I have been purchased by your blood, 
What, what if the reality of my Thanksgiving was not based on circumstance or situation or whether I felt well or if I didn't feel well or if things were going right or if things were going wrong? What, what if my Thanksgiving, Jesus, was based upon you and who I am in you? Lord, I want to be a, a man of Thanksgiving, a man of gratitude, a man who reflects the nature of the kingdom of heaven. And Lord, if the communication of the kingdom of heaven is that of thanksgiving, oh, and praise and worship and adoration, Lord, I, I, I want to be practicing for, for eternity now. Because in the reality, I am living in eternity. So Lord, I don't want to have to wait to heaven to start praising and being thankful. Lord, if the communication of heaven is thanksgiving, then I, I want to live that here and now. That in all times, in all ways, in all circumstances, I am giving thanks. And Lord, I just pray that as we enter into this Thanksgiving day, we truly remember and are thankful for the ultimate, the ultimate gift, the ultimate thing that we should be thankful for, which is you and all that you've purchased for us upon the cross. Let us never lose the wonder of who you are And let us never lose the wonder of the cross and all that you've done and accomplished, that you're working all things for my good, for my sanctification, for my betterment, and for your glory. So Lord, I choose on this day to be thankful always for all things and always. Whether I feel it or don't feel it, but Lord, I recognize in order to pull that off, I need you. So Lord, would you get bigger in my life? Would you some experience? somehow expand, would you do whatever is necessary to bring that about? Lord, I pray for that as well for those who are listening. May this truly be the greatest day of Thanksgiving in our lives thus far. But then tomorrow, let it be the greatest day of Thanksgiving thus far. And may every day as we move forward through the rest of our lives, let it be a day known for Thanksgiving. Not for a meal, not because it's a celebration, not because it's a day marked on our calendar, but because we are Christians. Therefore, we are the thankful ones. Lord, we love you. Just give you the praise and the glory. In your precious, powerful name we pray. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellersley.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellersley campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.